so here was the feedback we got from the last one. People were disappointed in the fact that we had a format. So <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> maybe we'll just get on and start talking. Well, Ryan, I, I heard you had an exciting day. I did. It was it was almost medical emergency day in my office today. And and it ne- happened never good times. when it's impromptu med emergency day. Yeah, I mean they weren't true med emergencies. You know, we had that class in, in school that everyone takes where they tell you everyone's gonna die. Um or everyone you have gonna that have to other use. class that they take where they tell you you have three days to to report the dead person in your chair. <laughs> is that what it is? Apparently, we all got that wrong on the. I forget. I think it was ethics, the final or something like that. But yeah, if someone dies on your office in your office on Friday, you got to report it by Monday. <laughs> and I think Doctor Carrion awesome. was like, just just push them outside. <laughs> they died in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was just it was just weird stuff, you know. Um, we had like sympathy or what happened? No, I had a um, older female. Um, I think she's in her seventies. That I I've never had this happen. You know, you give anesthetic sometimes, and they get like the epi rush. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time, I've never had it happen on a palatal injection. Hmm. Yeah, it's usually like really, an IA or something. Yeah, really weird place. So I did, we were extracting 11. So I did my buccal infiltration. I went to do my paddle infiltration. I got done. My assistant comes and gets me and is like, you need to come in here. And I was like, okay. So I walked in and patient was like, like tremoring. Hmm. And I was like, what's going on? She was like, I don't know. I just, I, I just started shaking and I just can't stop. And I thought it was from the buccal infiltration because that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during the extraction, I had to give her a little like papilla from the palatal side. And I, so I did a little palatal again and she started shaking again. And it was weird. super weird. Both times it only lasted like a minute. She was mm. all freaked out, but we, you know, leaned her back, gave her some oxygen just to make her feel nice. And she it like went away and she was like, Oh, it's super weird. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't normally happen with that injection. That was kind of strange. Um, and then the second one was my last patient of the day. And of course I had somewhere to be, you know, right after work. Yeah. yeah I had to get that haircut. Yeah. Right. I did. Um, so we, I worked on her for a long time. We were replacing crowns on, um, I don't know, six and seven, I think. And mm-hmm. we had her in the chair for a long time. She's like 80. Her gums are just a disaster. She's bleeding everywhere. I couldn't get her to stop bleeding. We took the worst impression in the history of impressions. Um, <laughs> and you know me, I scan everything. So yeah, uh, sit her up. She's feeling fine. Goes out front. Starts getting like a little lightheaded and shaky. And my front desk takes her blood pressure. And her blood pressure is like 201 over 109. Like Jeez. that that's super strange. Like, I don't know, orthostatic hypertension instead of hypotension. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, so I don't know. Gave, 
gave her some apple juice, let her sit there. She mm-hmm. took it again. It was like 165 over uh, 107. And so brought her back, put her on oxygen, had her sit there for 10 minutes, took it again. It was 161 over 95, and it was like 160 over 94 when we started, which is super weird that, you know, her blood pressure just shot up like that afterward. And she, and she felt fine. We walked out of the, when I walked her out of the chair, she was my last patient of the day. I try and walk my last patient out. Um, yeah, yeah. So that my assistants can get on their way home. And so, <laughs> so you she, can get everyone out the door. <laughs> yeah. Stop. I like it. Stop that. Stop that payroll. Um, but she was fine. Like I, she paid at the front desk and then, yeah, there, <laughs> I walked out and I was like, what are you doing? You're still here. And it'd been like 15 minutes. And she goes, they won't let me leave. I would just, I just want to go home and they just won't let me leave. And I don't understand why <laughs> it's pretty funny, but yeah, it's just like weird stuff that, you know, pops up from time to time, but doesn't happen twice in the same day. Yeah. I feel like dentistry is, it's like, you have those days where it's just all the same shit. Like every person that comes in, Oh, you have a cracked number 14, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, right. or you just have like all the crazy people are all like on Monday, like everyone came in, I had like 10 new patient exams and everyone was like normal and kind of listened and, they were like, oh, I think, you know, did some of this tooth to tooth. I think I need a crown. I'm like, oh, look, you do need a crown. They're like, great, let's do a crown. It's like, wow, this is, this is, why can't every day be like this? And then like yeah, yesterday was, oh, here's your scan. See this? Oh, like, looks like my tooth is cracked. I'm like, yeah, I, your tooth is cracked. Well, how do you know it's cracked? Uh, well, it's either, it's either a crack in that scan or, you know, a stray pube hanging out there. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out in the mouth, but. It looks like a duck. I, I can't actually see. I haven't actually figured out how to see cracks on my on my new CT yet. <clears throat> Everyone yeah, well, this was, this was just on the Itero. I mean, it was super oh. apparent. Oh, well, that makes sense. I thought you were talking about on a cone beam. I was like, you got better eyeballs than I do. Yeah, no, I mean, if you take a like a high def one and you're, you know, doing like a single or couple tooth field or whatnot, like... You, you can find it's not so much like you see the crack, but you'll see the defect in the bone. Does uh, that make that sense? sense? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just took a CT class like last week, week before, something like that. And that was one of the things that they were kind of going over on how to like line it up and look for those things and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's amazing cool. like how much you can really do with a CT. Yeah. And I, the one that I got, I'm, I love it. Um, so I bought the Cavo OP3D, um, mm-hmm. which is and that's the one that does like, uh, lateral staff too, right? Yeah, so you can get a lateral staff arm for any of them. I just it was the one that I can get a rep to come service because oh, nice. in Central Oregon, so I can get a rep to come service it. And there were some other ones I was looking at, but the reps are in like Arizona, so like good luck, good yeah. issue. Um, but there's so much stuff I can do on there that I haven't even started to try and figure out yet. The The person came and she did like an eight hour in office training with us. And I was like, Oh, this stuff's super cool. And then she left and I don't remember how to do any of it. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that goes. Cause it's like, they make those things like those in-person ones, just so boring and just want to get out. And then it's like, you miss the like three or four important things. You're like, fuck. Well, I, gotta find and, I mean, stuff. My staff needed to be there for like an hour of it. Instead, I paid them for eight hours, and most of it was like her, like, this is the button. 
and this is the yeah. other button and this is the other button like i can hover over and see what that button is like show my staff how to use it that's what they're being paid for right now <laughs> exactly don't show me how to use guys. it i don't want to know how to use it <laughs> yeah. i like if my yeah, staff's no. like oh we're having trouble with this x-ray can you take it i don't know how to fucking use the x-ray thing <laughs> oh, that's all you guys oh i hate taking I, x-rays that's that's I that mean, and like cleaning teeth it's like no i don't do that i don't i don't like to take x-rays but i also have a a uh, an assistant that has zero certifications in anything so um i end up so you're training her and you're pressing through. the button yeah yeah, yeah something you. like that did I, did I ever tell you about my only like uh like really scary med emergency in my office? Uh, I think you did, but I think that the people that listen to this would love to hear about it as well. Thanks. Thanks for setting me up. Um, so I've had like <laughs> a couple, you know, like syncope and like dumb stuff. But we had this guy, he came in and he's like 900 years old and he has a complicated medical history and he wants to uh, get implants. We're going to do it with the OS. And it's like, yeah, you're going to need like a medical consult. And whatnot, but let's get you treatment plans. So we treatment plan him. He goes into consult. <clears throat> they kind of go over prices, and he just like goes ashen and collapses to the floor. <laughs> Which uh, I can laugh about now because he's fine. Um, but they went and they they grabbed me, and we're thinking he like you know kind of stroked out, and we like you know did all the things you do, and the ambulance kind of came in, and uh, it turns out like uh, um, he we was having like a weird blood sugar thing. Uh, something to do with diabetes um, that he's had some issues in the past with, but man, it was, it's a, it's amazing. Like how much like comes back from like med emergency stuff. You're like, Oh wait, <clears throat> I know what to do. Get the kit. Let's get this over here. Let's call them. Hey, you meet the driver, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it worked, it worked out pretty well. And they were actually, they were impressed at our uh, response and whatnot and getting him taken care of. And then the ambulance is coming and we're supposed to see his wife like right after him and she's she's like, am I am I gonna be able to reschedule my appointment? I have to go with the ambulance. It's like, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> no, no, you will not be able. No, to we gotta see right now. Get in this X-ray room. We, we are charging you a no-show fee. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny what people, uh, what people worry about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? And then on, on the flip side of that, it's funny what people do not worry about. I just like telling my friends that this, when people ask about how expensive implants are, or they comment on how expensive implants are. I'm like, I always tell people they can't be expensive, as expensive as my friends because he gave a guy a stroke when he gave him his treatment plan. And then they always laugh and <laughs> don't, don't schedule their implant. Uh, you're welcome, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, you know, we, we treatment planned him for, you know, four and all the stuff that you would need. And, of course, it's with sedation and OS, so it's a, it's a little up there. But yeah. um, I have I had restorative plans, you know, today that were more than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at a, a single implant, right, it's not that expensive when you're treating a full mouth with crowns and fillings everywhere and all that. But people just see that one price for a tooth. Yeah, and honestly, it's like when you think about implants and like what's involved and like what we have to do, it, 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 it's pretty fascinating. And then you like look at like, oh, you get like some fucking pins in your arm. It's like 40 grand. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and that's, that's always been the crazy thing to me is like, we do something and it doesn't work out. Right. Like we, you place yeah. an implant, it fails. We place yeah. that implant again and don't charge them for it. Yeah. We're like, if a surgeon does a knee and it doesn't work, guess what? You're, you're paying full fee for, you for the, the second, second knee. knee. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been, that's a weird thing that we do in dentistry that, um, we don't double charge for the things that medic medical charges for that's like totally normal. Yeah. And it's like, even it's like, we do everything, you know, we, we go over like, Hey, you know, implant failures, if they happen, they happen early, you know, these are the risk factors. Even if you don't have these, you know, still a possibility that, that your body's just like, ah, uh-uh, don't want it. Yep. Today's um, not today. But here's what we do. All, all it's going to cost you is time. Yep. Yep. I had a little, I had a little panic moment this morning. You know, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of doctors out there only talk about their, their good stories, right? Their success stories. Yeah, good yeah, yeah. And, and they've got, you know, these are my perfect cases. Um, but they don't talk about the ones that went bad or like the things that didn't work out. Um, sure. Good lecture. Good lecture as well. But most don't, they just want to tote their ego. So I just don't want well, yeah. Them, yeah, I placed an implant yesterday. I took the CT. Everything looked great. Way away from number 20. Way away from the mm-hmm. IA. Way away from the mental. Um, it was a little difficult to get the patient numb. So I did I did two IAs. They were still feeling a little bit of soft tissue stuff before we started. So I did a buffered IA. And it's been a long mm-hmm. time since I've done buffered anesthetic. Um, I was really big on it for a while. And then we couldn't get buffer because mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever reason. And so I kind of just quit doing it and I haven't probably haven't buffered in four or five months. And I buffered the third IA that I did and I called the patient this morning to check on them. Like we do after, I don't know if you guys do that in your office, Paul, but we, after every big procedure, you know, root canals and plants, um, full mouth extraction, stuff like that. We always call the patient either later Dude, that's that day. That's like every patient I see, I'd be on the phone yeah. all night. We call them later that day or the next morning just to check on them. Um, you know, small town feel. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I called her this morning, first thing this morning before I got busy with my day, and I said, "Hey, I just wanted to check on you. See how you're doing." She said, "Well, my lips still a little numb," and I was like, "Oh." And I like had a small panic moment. Then I was sitting there and I was like, oh, I buffered anesthetic. It's, yeah, that's fine. She'll be good. So I'll call and check on her again tomorrow. But um, it was like a little panic moment of like, oh, no, what did I do? Like, I looked at the, like, I know exactly where I was. I know that we were good, but did something not go the way we planned it? But we're good. Good, good. Glad, <clears throat> glad to hear. I, I've had like one paresthesia case and it like resolved within like three months or whatnot but it's definitely kind of scary when they come back in it's like oh i can't feel over here it's like well let me get out these instruments and stab you a bunch of times because i bet that's not true <laughs> oh fuck it is true all right let me <laughs> let me draw on your face with a sharpie and we'll take a picture yep yeah yeah and i mean if if that patient's still on the marble we'll call a man and go through all that yeah. Did i tell you about my my bell's palsy case that i had recently uh-huh. That was a weird one. A patient I've only seen one time comes in. Um, Eric calls and says, um, the 
right half of my tongue, lower lip, and upper lip are all numb and have been for three days. And I was like, oh, that sounds really bad. Yeah. You definitely need to come in. So he came in, did did the did the paw and stabbed him with a whole bunch of pokey things. And was like, Nope, you are definitely numb. Uh this is outside of my purview. You're going to oral surgery. And like I prepped him for like, hey, chances are this isn't anything, but this could be something really bad. Like, don't put this off. Yeah. Um yeah. and he was like, oh, okay. And he's one of the few patients that has my cell phone number. Um, because he texts me pictures of some heavy equipment on fire um when he was at the appointment <laughs> one time and he texts me like a week later and he goes hey i just want to let you know it's Bell's palsy um you know no you big no big deal from your brow yeah yeah we'll get we'll get through it and i was like man i'm i'm glad that that's what it was because that could have been very bad Yeah, that uh, the nerve stuff you definitely don't want to deal with. Um, so kind of on nerve stuff, and you know, we're talking surgeries and whatnot. How do you how do you go about like expanding, um, like your circle? Like you want to take in and start doing new procedures. I know you you're going into ortho now. Like, how do you go about stuff like that? Um, take the class and don't be scared to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, for me, it's always been about trying to find a need in your practice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're referring out a lot of, for me, I refer out a lot of ortho, like everyone does, right. Mm-hmm. Referring out a lot of ortho. It's always been an interest of mine, but like you're referring out all your third molars. Um, Cause I refer out 90% of mine just because I don't like doing them. Oh, um, just send them to me. Yeah, my favorite. But you, but you see, you know, the the stuff that you're referring out a lot of that could be of value in your practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start doing it. I mean, when I was in Portland, I did I did as little endo as I could possibly get away with. Um, and in one year, I referred something crazy. It was the year before COVID. I referred like 110 molars or something like that. Uh, Damn. Um, to the end of honest. One and, for a heavy crown prep you did, huh? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> essentially. Um, and it was like, man, I, like, at $1,000 a molar, like, I referred out $110,000 last year. Yeah, yeah. Just an endo. And so it's like, <laughs> you see stuff like that, and, and you, there's classes for everything, right? Oh, yeah. But, well, and also now it's like so much stuff is digital too. It's like you can really like uh, you know that mucosil that that I had the other day. Uh, the guy come in, came in. He had a mucosil. We uh, treatment planned him for OS. Uh, my OS didn't want to do it because he's like, eh, going on vacation. I can't really follow up on this, and I didn't really want to cancel him. So I was like, well, fuck. Like maybe I could do this. So I watched some videos. You actually were super helpful because you got me on with Clark to kind of talk to me about it talk to another OS about it. And I kind of went through, you go through this, like, could I do this stage? It's like, yeah. okay, could I do this? Could I manage the complications? You know, do I have the instrumentation? Uh, I, uh, my, my hygienist, uh, her dad's a vet, uh, vet uh, veterinarian. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm kind of looking for something like blunt, blunt, 
dissection scissors to like kind of get this out. I don't really have it in the office. And he's like, oh yeah, I neuter dogs with those all the time. I can send you some. And I was like, I was like, great. Got my dog neutering scissors, you know, got my lip clamp, you know, talked to my assistants, kind of game planned it. And I, I arrived it. I could do this. And then I started thinking about, should I do this? And that's when I thought back to the new patient exam. And I was like, that dude was a douchebag. I probably, yeah. this is not the right person that I want to, you know, do this on. Um, so I decided to pass on it and uh, he's going to go somewhere else. But it's like, you know, now if that comes through my office again, you know, I, it's definitely something I might consider if I find like the right mucosal attached to the right head, I'm going to go for it. Uh, I did I order mean, my own my own scissors that I haven't been inside a dog's ball sack. So just so everyone knows. <laughs> um, I mean, I think They're that's sterile. a... That, that's a that's a good point that you touched on. Like, you know, I think that we're at the point in our career now where I was talking about this with my wife or earlier. Um, for the most part, like dentistry at this point is really easy, and I never thought I would get to that point. But when it's hard, it's really hard. Like, yeah. Oh. In just run of the mill stuff, like patient today, we I could not for the life of me control her bleeding. Um when it like 90, 95% of the time, it's super easy. But I think we're both at the point where starting to push the boundaries on what we do. For sure. And starting to kind of try and expand your horizons. Um, but back to your original question, I think that, you know, it's, it's about seeing what you have the need for in your practice. Cause there's a lot of doctors that go take stupid CE that they're never going to use. And they waste a crap ton of money. On oh them. yeah. Like, why would you, why would you waste your time? Like time is precious. You spend a hundred hours on a CE course that you're never going to use. And it was a complete waste. So I don't know. That's my approach. Probably wrong, but hasn't got me in no, trouble I, yet. I mean, I, I think there's really two ways to expand the bubble. It's like you have an interest and maybe there's not a need, but you're like, man, I really want to learn this one technique because I think it's so cool and I might only use it, you know, here and there. It's not going to, you know, be a value add for the practice, but it's going to be a personal enrichment. Um, and then there's the stuff just like you're saying, like, you're like, hey, we don't have an orthodontist here. I'm interested in ortho. I have a patient need. Let's do this. Um, for me, that was kind of wisdom teeth because it's like I can refer you to wisdom teeth and our surgeon in town is going to get you in like months and months later. Um, and I've just, uh, I was like, I kind of, I kind of like doing that. Um, and I'm getting better at knowing uh, the ones I should definitely refer. And it's usually, it has nothing to do with the tooth. It's all about uh, the patient or the access. And it's just like, this is, I could do this, but it's going to hurt my back. And I don't want to. <laughs> I did uh, I did one yesterday that should have been straightforward, except the dude was uh, like 450 pounds. So I couldn't get the chair in a position that I needed it to be, to not be like circus contorting myself all over the place. And my back is fucked up today as a result <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i don't do most of them i mean i just i did some last week Ooh, did i tell you about my almost dentist uh i called it the cycle in baseball reference uh i don't know another reference for it my it's that where you like prep it everything. for a crown, then you root canal it, and then later you extract no. it, and then you implant it? No, no. Oh, not yeah. that cycle. So, so the only thing that I missed, la not last Friday, the Friday before, was an implant. 
Yeah, let me find this text and I'll read you what my what my day consisted of. It was almost perfect. Um, see if I can remember it from memory. How do I find this text? Um, I did uh, wisdom teeth for my first one. I did three out of four. Um, nice. And uh, uh, I did wisdom teeth, and then I did endo and a crown prep. And I did nice. some fillings, and there's other stuff sprinkled in here. And then I did some filling. And then I did a denture post-op for immediate dentures. And then I think I did some more fillings or whatever. And then I strapped a kid up in brackets and wires. Awesome. So literally yeah, the o- only thing I didn't do that day was place an implant. Like I did everything else that <laughs> that's in your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty sweet. That's kind of awesome. I try to build my days like that because it, I think it's a little bit more, like you know, rewarding if it's like, oh, I'll go do some extractions and I'll do a filling and a root canal crown prep or something. But it seems like, however I lay that out, someone will cancel and it'll get shuffled, and it's like, okay, today is all crowns and tomorrow is all extractions or, or whatever. And I guess I mean, you kind of get in the zone with it, so it's not as bad too. But I feel like it's less interesting when you're just repeatedly doing the same thing over and over again. Which is why I'm glad I'm not a specialist. Yeah, I mean, it was super cool. And I, like, you know, like most people, I wanted to specialize when I started. But I don't know. It was cool because, like, every room I walked into was different that day. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing was the same challenge or the same thought process. Or it was just, it was, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. So what do you think? Should we look at uh, look at the Reddit here? Oh, sure. All right. Um, there's a thing on dental dams and whether or not you should use them. So when, when do you use rubber dams? You know, I should probably use them more. Um, but I haven't started seeing my failures yet. Um, gotcha. I use them for endo, and that's the only time good, I use them. Good. I was about to ask. I was like, dude, don't don't let me down. Don't tell me you're <laughs> fucking doing endos. This, this post is actually well, about an endo. And it's like, really, it's like, the rubber dam, it's it's more because they're talking about like, oh, they didn't use a rubber dam, could my root canal fail? And I think it's it's less about that and more like, I don't want to lose a file in your lung. I'm squirting bleach in your mouth, and I'd prefer it only go in the area I want. And it just makes your access, you know, just so much so much easier, um, just to have it there. Um, I'm I'm different. Um, I would you put the files in their lungs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. Um, actually, if it's a mandibular tooth, I try and just make it all the way to bone. Um, try and try and tickle the tr- tickle the bones, <laughs> tickle the toes. Um, tickle the toes. Um, no, I was having a lot of trouble with my endo accesses, so mm-hmm. I access without a dam. I will usually um, find all my canals. I will. Um, open them up with my my gate squid and my favorite file, and right. then and then throw on I'll a dam like run, your gate and stuff. I'll usually run my first rotary file down okay. down the canal, and then I'll put it's it's the moment I pull out the sodium hypochlorite that I mm-hmm. put the dam on. Yeah, because you're per, at that point. It's about patient protection. 
Well, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there is, we did learn, I, I think at least we learned that, you know, having that isolated and not letting bacteria get in there and all that stuff is, is really important. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, it is for patient protection, but I mean, up until we bought the sodium hypochlorite, like putting files in their mouth, I'm doing all of that, um, all of that stuff without a damn one. So it's not necessarily about patient protection for me. It's more about the isolation once I get to my final steps. Do you, uh, do you put a ligature on your file then? Yeah, every single time. My ligature, everything, implant part. No, I'm totally kidding. I don't. I okay, don't I was like, damn, you're 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 better than me. It's no. like because I figure when I'm getting to the stage where I'm asking for X-rays and things like that, it's like I really want the dam on because just I don't I don't want to fucking file in in someone's wherever because it's not like you know you say an implant part like if someone swallowed an abutment that sucks. That's probably not the worst thing in the world. Someone swallows a file, even if it doesn't go in their lung, you're probably a little worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I I probably should, but I, the reason I don't put a ligature on my files, I know that they got that little hole in them. Most mm-hmm. of them do. Um, but the I like my files like I my, like my women. Yeah, my <laughs> with a hole in them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a little <laughs> oh, um fair uh the flashes get to my way and there was a couple of times where i've tried to put a ligature on them you know patient with small mouth whatever um and the flashes get to my way and then i'm pissed because i've got floss wrapped around my finger and i can't actually get yeah, file yeah. That so i tend to not do that no i get you but yeah I, I i never ligature files but i'm like i said when i'm i'm kind of rubber dammed at that point I did learn a really cool trick the other day for endo. Was that? Um, so I'm I'm at the point in this practice where like I have all the things that I need, but now it's time to start getting the things that I want, like the things that'll mm-hmm. probably make my life a little bit easier. So I was talking to our classmate Skylar, um, who's about oh. to graduate from endo school. Endo school, I was like, yeah. Hey, Skylar, have you heard of like the Root ZX system and the it's like the something Marita. The Peter uh, Burrito? The Peter Burrito. The something J Marita um, handpiece. And he was like, oh, my one of my uh, co-residents bought one. And like, it was cool. So if you don't know what it is, um, your apex locator, if you have the right apex locator, you can buy a handpiece that attaches to the back of it, and then your handpiece becomes your apex locator. So yeah, yeah. you're going down a canal, you get to the apex, it does a 90-degree spin backwards, and stops. And, and I was it's, like, it's like magic. It's the fucking it's, shit. We have one at the other practice I work in at sometimes, and it, it's just amazing. Yeah, you don't need it. I He, he was like, so they're like 2500 oh, bucks. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I'm I'm really looking at it. He was like, yeah, it was cool and all, but why don't you just put your apex locator where you, like, attach the one you attach to your phone, why don't you just put that on your rotary? On your rotary. Use that. And I was like, I don't know, I've never thought of that. And I was like, will that work? And he was like, yeah, I do it all the time. And Then you'd have to take like, your foot off the gas when it beeps at you. Okay, cool. So I, uh, so I have a, um, I've got a cordless one. 
not have a corded system. And, nice. um, and so I put my apex, I was doing a molar and I put my apex locator on there and I shot down the canal and I'm listening to the apex locator behind me go beep, 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 beep. And I was like, cool. I'm at the apex. So we got done. I filled it, took an extra of it. And I was like, that was magic. I don't have to think about like, am I really at 20.5 or am I supposed to be at 21? Like, yeah, yeah. Cause that was, it's always been my struggle. I do my working links with my apex locator. And then I think I'm instrumenting all the way down probably. Or I got, I got an endo on Friday. I got to try that. Yeah. It's magic. I was, I text him. I was like, you are the man. Not only did he you save me 500 bucks, but, uh, you are the man. Did, did you tell him to listen to this podcast? So we'd say nice things about how handsome he is. I didn't, but now that I'm giving him a shout out, I will. Shit. Uh, Skyler, middle name, Montana Grizzly. You are a handsome man, and I miss you. <laughs> and if you if you live in the Coeur d'Alene area and you need a root canal, uh, you should wait until like August and then go see Skyler. Oh, is he actually going to be practicing up there? Yeah, he's going. He's going to go up and uh, hang out with his dad and his sister for a little bit. Awesome. Give give away endo and a free potato. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, I've got a I've got a friend with a practice up there, so I'm gonna tell him to use Skylar for endo. Yeah. I mean his dad's been I don't know what the name of their practice is, but his dad's been uh oh, they, doing endo they probably are already use them. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think his dad's been doing endo there since before teeth were fully teeth. So, so speaking of Skyler and other people we know as potential guests, did you know that we have a lineup of four people that want to come on and talk to us on this thing? Oh, really? I know that we have Ian and Thomas. We got Ian and we got Thomas. So think think back to our ASDA days. Who are the Who are the other two? Who are the other Lord of the Predance. Lord of the Predance. <laughs> That's right. President Craig. President Craig. And then kind of that same ilk. Uh, uh, did you meet, you know, Brandon, right? Um, he was a trustee when you were a trustee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was VP when Craig yeah. was uh, P. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, I think I remember him. Yeah, so uh, I, don't, I don't know what uh, us interviewing people looks like, but, uh, you know, we should probably figure that out. <laughs> It looks probably exactly like this. Third voice, <laughs> just like this, exactly. Just yeah, an an hour of people talking over each other. That'll be a great, great episode. <laughs> well, I have this mute button that I've never got to use, so we'll just practice muting them. <laughs> we we can practice with Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'd love it. Good. Yeah, we'll just ask him <laughs> questions and not let him answer, and that'll be the whole podcast. <laughs> I think that'll be great. <laughs> Hello, um, are you there? You ever use a uh, rubber dam for anything uh, other than endo? No, um, I don't. And for me, it's, I, I want to blame it on time. You know, it takes time to get all that out and do mm-hmm. it, which is everybody's gripe for not using a rubber dam more, but I'm just not proficient at putting them on. It takes me way longer than I want it to. And if I did them more, I would probably be really quick at it. Yeah, just just have your assistants, get them some type of dots and shit and be like, you're going to do this. Um, yeah, it's rare that I use one outside of endo, but I have an isolate. So if like something is not getting isolated, like rubber dam is like my third choice. 
I'm like, well, my assistant is really good. Cotton rolls, triangles, whatever. If that's not working, we'll get the isolite. And then it's like, if that's not looking, it's like, yeah, get it, get me a rubber dam. But it's it's super rare. Oh, we just make everything work with good old traditional high speed suction. Yeah, yeah, and I guess honestly, rubber dam's my fourth because I'll just be like, you know what this needs is fucking Fuji. Fuji will stick yeah. to anything. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I had at one point where I was working, I was training two associates. And one was like super into rubber dams and he's great and he does good work and you know, he wants to use rubber dams, whatever. Um, but the other associate is fucking idiot. Uh, this is the one <laughs> that like he met my wife cause she came in to like bring me lunch or something. And he's like, Oh, I'm Dr. Such and such. And she's like, hi, I'm Caitlin. And he's like, well, you can call me Dr. Such and such. And she's like, I'll call you Dr. Fuck yourself. <laughs> what the hell? I love your wife. It's like, so do I. It's like, yeah, not the right person to get pretentious with. But anyway, so he was like the other. He saw the other one using rubber dams. He's like, I really want to get on this rubber dam thing. I think I'm. I want to use one on this full mouth extraction. I'm going to do. And I just wish I would have let him. I just want to know how that would how it would wet. What would that even fucking look like? Do you need me to get out some tads so that you can attach it to something? Like, where are you, where are you going with this? Are you gonna try to pull the teeth out with the clamp, like the last one you pull out, and everything else comes out with it, like a fucking magic trick? <laughs> Just clamp both sides. You imagine like you're working your way around, and you you know pull some anteriors, and you're going back down the other side, and you're every time you pull a tooth or ever down. <laughs> Flippity floppity. I just wonder what it like. Just I could I can imagine the amount of time that you would spend getting it over every tooth and you know four clamps or whatever you're gonna do, and then it's like as soon as you try to do anything, the whole thing's just gonna fucking obliterate. Uh, I wish you would have done that too, because that would have been so funny. Yeah, uh, I think it was working on a on a patient I didn't hate, so I was like, no, no, don't do that. No, yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want them to come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Speaking of, I want, I want an associate. I've got a, I've got a bunch in, in the pipe that, that I'm looking for. I'm actually, I'm going up uh, on April 1st up to Portland to do a dinner, do some recruiting and stuff. Yeah, if you see anyone that looks like they're worth a, worth a shit that wants to move to Central Oregon, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you can let me know. I, I'm just, I want an associate for the wrong reasons. So but you I want work the, lot, But I want an associate for all of the reasons that everyone wants an associate. I don't want to do crappy fillings anymore. Like I want. <laughs> Amen. I, I want a grunt that I can give all the crappy work to and I can do all the fun stuff. So Speaking my I, language. I, I want a, I want one for the wrong reasons. No, I mean I would love to I'd love to get to the point where implants and ortho is my life and someone else does all the bread and butter stuff. That would be that'd be wonderful. But we're a long way from that being a reality. I don't know, but it's 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 the dream. I just uh I'm trying to go and actually own another office, so it's like I need somebody to be me when I'm not me. And uh so far like That's me hard. staying up late at night trying to divide my own cells isn't isn't happening. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Cause for, for trying to divide yourself because I, I, uh, burning the candle at both ends a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like, I mean, you were, you were saying, it's like, dude, I get off work. I get my hair cut. I'll talk to you at eight. I was like, man, either you got, you grew a lot of hair since I've seen you last or, or you're just doing a lot of stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, we got a, we got a family friend or family friend, a couple friend. I don't know, whatever. Um, one of our friends that cuts hair and I don't trust very many people with my hair. Not that it's luscious or beautiful, but, um, I don't want to look like I got in a fight with a lawnmower. So I'm very picky about who cuts my hair. And, you know, I work in Brianville and she cuts hair in Bend. So it's a 45 minute drive for me to go get my hair cut. And then it's a half hour drive home. So it's a, it's an outing when I go get my hair cut. I used to go to a Bishop's up in Portland and I went yeah, this one time. Yeah. They give you a beer and stuff, but I went this one time in this uh, and I never, I just, you know, people are like, how do you want your hair cut? I'm like, uh, shorter. You know, I was like, I don't care. It, Caitlin's more interested in my hair than I am. But this girl cut my hair and she gave me the most amazing haircut I'd ever had in my entire life. Like I went to school the next day and fucking Dr. Koa told me how good my hair looked. <laughs> like it was amazing. So then I go back to Bishop's like later after my hair had grown out more. She no longer works there. Yeah. But Caitlin uh, loves that haircut. So anytime I go, she wants me to get that haircut. But the problem is... I don't know any specifics on it. She just sends me like pictures of like fashion models and these like sexy men. And they're like, just show them this picture and say, you want that. I'm like, uh, okay. They laugh at me when I do. But so I've gone to like uh, random places and I'll show them pictures and they're like, okay. And they do something. I come home and she's like, uh, yeah, no. But the last time, <laughs> the last time I went, Oh, I forget the name of this place, but I was here, here local. And I went in and I was like, dude, like my wife gave me all these pictures. Just try to make me look better looking than I am now. And he was like, he said something like, because he was, he was gay, like outly gay. And he was like, I'll make you look like, like a man I like or something like that. I'm like, okay, do it. And he gave me like a really good haircut. So it's getting to the point I got to go back. So I'm hoping he can, he can work his magic again. So I used to go to this place in Portland. Um, Mm-hmm. And the person that I really liked, she decided to go with her girlfriend to Europe and uh, work on farms or something for a year. So I got this other person that worked there. And then this other person became my patient. And they were great. I really liked working with them. Like, great, great human. And then mm-hmm. one day, I got on our Facebook and they were on our Facebook talking shit about dental work in the u.s mm. i was like not even like register to you that you're talking it was like some ad that we'd put out and it was like it's not mm-hmm. even like you go to the office <laughs> that you're talking shit <laughs> That's about why it's in your feed so i stopped getting my hair cut there yeah principle of the thing i mean the other thing i like yeah. to do is like my go-to before i found this place is i go to like great clips and i just mm-hmm. tip absurd just because, like, I don't know, I feel like everyone there is, like, they're working there to transition to, you know, be a stylist somewhere else. It's, like, their thing. And it's just, like, I've never seen people more happy than the people I've tipped at Great Clips. And it makes me feel happy. Um, yeah. But then I go home and Caitlin's like, 
your hair sucks. And I was like, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's shorter. I wear a hat like at work. It doesn't matter. I have an egg-shaped yeah. head. It's hard to work with. <laughs> and you got that, that all that hair. Beautiful hair. I do. I have, I have kind of a luscious mop. My hair is thick. Yeah. And I've got a and widow's dark. peak. I look like fucking Vegeta. Like a I'm fat to Vegeta. Get a <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Widow's Peak is sexy. We could we yeah. could be the future, like if they redo Twilight with like old vampires, that could be us. <laughs> so like this this uh name of this podcast needs to be something about uh Widow's Peak. Widow's Peak. That's it. Done. Do you do you like have any more? Do you have any more Reddit questions for us tonight? Uh, the only other thing, like Reddit's kind of boring me. Um, there is kind of this like long uh, thing about veneers and like veneers popping off, uh, it, it, like the risk of that. And basically like it's this chick that went to like three dentists and was like, hey, I want veneers. And they're like, eh, you should do Invisalign. And then there's a bunch of dentists on there arguing about whether or not veneers are good dentistry. So are veneers good dentistry, Ryan? What do, what do you think of veneers? I think they're a nightmare and I'm prepping my first ones ever in my life next Wednesday. I feel like the first couple of times I did veneers, it was poor treatment planning on my part and they're a nightmare. And then I took some aesthetic classes and I love veneers. Like if you have the right case, um, you can do some like fucking magic veneers that looks great. Um, you you got to know how to use the, your fucking cements and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, if you can make the occlusion favorable, favorable and you know like uh, how many do. So I think that's the big biggest thing. I'll see people that come in and they're like, I hate my teeth. And it's like, who the fuck gave you two veneers? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that doesn't look good. Minimum four, right? Fuck, minimum eight, ten. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Like, ser- seriously, you want to go at least first premolar, first premolar. Uh, All well, depends I'm on their smile. Next Wednesday. Two more. Two more. Two more. Yeah, she, uh, she has got like these facial composites that are breaking down mm-hmm. on those front four teeth, and like her canines are fine, but her her composites are breaking down. And I was like, well. We could do veneers or we could do crowns. Crowns seem really aggressive. So we're going to veneer those front four. Yeah. Sometimes you can do like, uh, I think people call it like a Venlay or something. It's like a sort of half veneer, half crown, you know, depending on uh, yeah. what you need out where of the you, tooth. Where you come over the inside of the ledge. Yeah. 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 Um, have you heard of, oh, I'm going to totally butcher the name. There's a, Lab guy out there, you have to buy a special handpiece, but he does a one-step veneer. So no. you like take a scan and you send him the scan and you like shade match that appointment. So they come in for the first appointment, you like shade match, you take your scan, you do all your workup, whatever, you send it to him. He does like ideal smile based off of it he sends right. you reduction coping uh-huh. and then he has like special burrs that go in his special handpiece and you prep and you cement the veneers and they're done 
So that sounds no, like, awesome, yet somehow kind of like a lot of steps that would annoy me. I mean, not. I mean, not. It's less steps, right? Like you don't have to make. I don't know if you make temps. Well, I mean, like buy special handpiece, have special oh, yeah. burrs. Don't use yeah. special burrs on random bullshit. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so not picky with my burrs. Like uh, they were, they were ordering some burrs because we we're out of something, and they're like. Oh yeah, this finishing burr is this it? I'm like, I don't know. I use a pointy one and a round one. Just fucking give me whatever. <laughs> I can I, uh, I can turn my hand like slightly one way or another to get the the angle I need. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I made that made that mistake. I just told my ordering assistant. I was like, she's like, what burr do you want? And I was like, I don't know, something like this. And so she ordered something, and I was like, oh no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had but to explain to them at, at one point, like what the red stripe and like the other stripes mean, because like they order some burrs, but they're all like black stripe. And I was like, eh, I say I can use anything, but these are kind of aggressive. If I sneeze, yeah. I'm going to uh, cut through the whole tooth or something. <laughs> uh, I have like some point when you come over here, I'll take you out of the practice and show you my random collection of burrs. Um, I have burrs that I don't know what they were ever used for or why you would ever use them. But they're kind of, it's just kind of crazy. Like the things that people will order. One of the doctors probably like took a class on something and decided that that was going to be the burr they used and then ordered 4,000 of them. And now I just have 4,000 of them. And they used one and they're like, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm also pretty sure that It'll be like 20 years from now, and I'll be going through a drawer looking for something, and I'll still find burrs. <laughs> what uh, what I've, you know, I've only been in practice three years, but it's like I'll go through drawers, I'm looking for something, and I'll find like I, I did something or whatnot. I got really excited about something, and I ordered it. And here's a box of 25 where I used one, and I've never looked at that again because, like, yeah, that was stupid. Oh, yeah. Great example. Have you, do you use the composite warmer? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So Just for all put that, it in my armpit. Yeah. Right. So I used to put it up on the overhead light. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do hot. that every now and then. Yeah. Um, but for all my interiors, I was like, I really want a composite warmer. That'd be super nice. They're like eight hundred mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. For literally just a little hot plate, and I was like, well, I can't justify that. Um, Dental tax. So I'm going through boxes one day and there's two brand new composite warmers still in the box did, did you buy them or they were they just came yeah, out the practice? They, were just, they were just in a box somewhere in a back room <laughs> sweet when uh when we graduated um I, so you know because i was like class president and i was trying to get everybody the fuck out on time so i did all this like bullshit like cleaned all the lockers and these other rooms and this just because it was stuff that we needed to do to have our class qualified for checkout or whatever and everyone had just kind of thrown their random stuff that we got in endo like hundreds upon hundreds of uh wave one files you know unopened mm-hmm. ones um and things so i took them all home I've, I've never ordered a wave one file yeah no i don't use we use uh we use agenda yeah, Edge. Yeah, yeah yeah if i ever get through my wave ones so actually, interestingly enough, um, I was talking with Skylar about files because I have this problem with separating files recently, and it's always the same file. Hmm. Um, what file? Uh, 2504. It's weird. Uh, I would have figured it'd be a smaller one. 
nope, I've separated three of them. I like make it all the way. I make it down with my glide path and then my 15 and then my 20 and like everything's good. I'm like been super careful lately. So I'm like checking extra to make sure I'm all the way down, run my 25 down, 25 separates. And I use my files one time. I don't sterilize them. They use one time. They that was going to be my first question. Nope. They don't get sterilized. Um, brand new out of the package when we start. And so okay. um, he was telling me about some other ones and I don't remember what brand they are. I need to have him text it to me, but um, Brasser will be super sad when I start yeah. ordering from them. I've only, uh, I've only broken uh, one rotary file and it was a, uh, one of the yellow uh, wave one ones on my molar endo from hell where everything <laughs> went wrong. Yeah. I got one of those. I had a, I started one the other day. I do a lot of endo. Um, it sounds like it. Like if I, I don't like do, endo. if I don't do, there was like a period there where I was doing one every day. Um, I had one come in on recall uh, mm-hmm. yesterday that I did like three months ago. And they took a PA of it for some reason. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, I looked at my hygienist and it's like, who did that root canal? She looked at me, she's like, you did? And it was like number 31. And I was like, that looks good. And patted myself on the back a little bit. Yeah, I love when I see that on recall exams. Every now and then I'll see something. I'll be like, Ooh, who did that? Don't be me. Don't be me. Don't be, <laughs> Don't be me. I do that. So we're gonna redo now. that because I don't love it. I've been I've been here a lot. I've been here long enough that I'm, you know, seeing my stuff on recall extras and stuff like that. And I'll like see an extra and I'll be like, whose margins are that? Are those? And then I'll look and I'll be like, oh, that was before you came to me. Perfect. You need a new crown. <laughs> uh, well, I think I mean I think we're we're almost hitting an hour mark, so we should probably uh. Probably wrap good. this up uh did you see the batman no me either. you know the last uh comic-y superhero movie that i saw was it suicide squad with me it was suicide squad with you <laughs> all right you're welcome but you know what uh, i did I'm start sorry watching sorry it was a piece recently. of shit was that oh, i thought it was great um the, the first suicide squad the second one was awesome I guess the first yeah. one wasn't that bad. Yeah, Harley Quinn was super hot. So yeah, yeah. Um, Will Smith I, was super hot too, if we're honest. Yeah, sure. Um, I shamelessly started rewatching Hunger Games because it's now on Hulu. Dude, Hunger Games is a uh, shit. And I got really excited about it when we were in Texas, and I got really bummed because it wouldn't download before we got on the plane. I noticed that it was on Hulu as we were walking down, like boarding the plane. And mm-hmm. so I started rewatching the Hunger Games, and my wife looks at me like I'm crazy. I would say every year we will at least watch the Hunger Games, um, the Lord of the Rings, and uh, like the Harry Potter movies, like at least once a year, because they're all really, really solid movies. Did you watch the new Harry Potter, the 20th anniversary one? No, I didn't. Uh, she watched. I, I know it. it exists. Yeah, was she it good? It. I didn't. No, I don't know. I don't. I went home. She were at her friend's house. Um, but she she's really into the Harry Potter series. During COVID, we tried to watch all of the Harry Potter movies in a weekend, um, and we made it through five and a half. That, that's kind of impressive. impressive. 
I was gonna say Harry Harry Potter Potter is a we watch one a week. Lord of the Rings marathon that shit. The extended (laughs) editions, you know, it's the best like twelve hours of my life. That was the uh, that was the weekend that we decided we were gonna make air fryer donuts at uh, like one o'clock in the morning, and they came out as little bread rings that were disgusting. So don't do that. Good to know. Good to know. We have this beignet. Oh, I was just saying, we have this beignet mix, and I made beignets like a long time ago. They're fucking delicious, Mm. and we still have some of that mix. So maybe that's what I'm going to do when we we get off this. There you go. I I was going to say that the days of not having any responsibility. Yeah, I miss those days. Lowly employee dentist. Yeah. It's like now it's like, I mean, there, there's the work stuff, but even it's like, you know, we got like 46 fucking animals, dude. It's a lot of responsibility <laughs> just here. Have, have any of Ian shown up at your house yet? No. So like Ian, uh, Ian and Caitlin talked and, and Ian kind of came to the conclusion that maybe he was asking us to do a little bit too much, although we were kind of willing to do it. But so I think he's given, given and selling away uh, animals in Arkansas. So it doesn't sound like we're going to get anything from him. So it's just just dealing with the drama of our own. Like we have uh, this Peking duck who's male and he's about the size of our female goose. And he's been raping that goose, dude. And this morning <laughs> she was all bloody and abused. And I we had I had to come home after work and build a temporary enclosure just for this one bastard duck. <laughs> Sounds like it's time for him to become dinner. No, he's so cute, though. <laughs> it just means we need more ducks. They just need, he needs more hoes. He needs his own stable, so he leaves the goose alone. That sounds like a good project is for you to build another enclosure for an animal. I, I, I already have plans for two more enclosures that I don't have animals for, so I'm just getting ready. What are you going to put in those enclosures? Well, I was going to put Ian's peacock and Ian's cow, but now I don't know what I'm going to do with those spaces. But one of them will probably be for another bird species of some port. So, like, it's getting into chicken duck season. So, like, when I go to Tractor Supplier the Grange, if I see something like naked neck chickens that I just have to have for some reason, like, they'll go in one. And then we'll have uh, another if we get more goats or we're talking about getting a donkey to chill out the horse who's actually away at angry at naughty horse school because she's been a bitch. <laughs> Dude, we found out this horse is fucking allergic to everything. It's allergic to wheat. It's allergic to alfalfa. It's allergic to oats. That's what horses eat. It's allergic to it all. So <laughs> we got this horse carrot. and it was it had all this respiratory issues. Like it's just like going around like a fucking asthmatic 10-year-old or something. I was trying to run the mile. And we got it off of all the stuff it's allergic to. So now it's feeling better. And it responds by being an asshole and like kicking Caitlin and charging at us and doing all this stuff. And it's like bad and she's like 17 so it's kind of like learned it's like okay we gotta send you to naughty horse school to unlearn your behavior so our pony is like getting getting uh obedience training right now or you could just feed it all the things that made it feel like crap so that it is it bad that caitlin and i that was our our thought it's like well maybe we just feed it this shit it was allergic to it was so calm and tranquil then when it was near death (laughs) as as you are when you're near death yeah, yeah. So no, no, it's good that it's getting healthy and we just have to figure it out. But we might get a, like a goat or something, to, or not a goat, a donkey or something to like hang out with it because apparently they're, they're pretty calming for horses and, 
and stuff. And then I could put a put a saddle bag on the donkey and I could take it to my shop and load it up with tools and walk it around when I have to do projects. And that kind of intrigues me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That, better than a golf that, cart. I had a buddy that decided he, we're we're both big hunters and he decided that he was gonna buy pack goats to pack all of our stuff around. And then he watched a bunch of videos and decided that was a really bad idea. And yeah, I, really I feel like goats never do what you want them to do. We were, I was over on the coast fishing this weekend. And there was like three farms that we drove by. We're like, uh-huh. one of them, a goat was standing on top of a, like a tree stump. The tree stump was like four feet off the ground. And it was standing on top of the tree stump. There was another one where there was like a, a cross beam in this fence. And it was standing mm-hmm. on the cross beam. Went right next Dude, to goats are fucking balance ninjas. It was crazy that the places that I saw goats, I was like, oh, look, there's a goat on that tree. I'll have to text you a picture of our barn because we used to have like a salt lick, like mounted on one side so they could go and get some fucking nutrients. And what they learned to do was balance upon the salt lick and then use that <laughs> to jump over their fence uh, into the other side where we would store the hay. So they just fucking pig out on all the hay. And I couldn't figure out how they were getting over there until I opened the barn one day. And there's this goat just like the salt lick is like, I don't know, three inches by four inches. Like, it's not a big thing. And there's a goat fucking standing on it. He's like, <laughs> that bitch. Yeah. It was, I was like, okay, I got to move that. But that is kind of cool as shit. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. I'm really disappointed you didn't send me a picture of that. Oh, it was a split second. You know, if I could have, like, I was probably reaching for my phone and he's like, ah, fuck, you know my secret. Run away. (laughs) God damn it, Carl. (laughs) Uh, Well, shit. Well, hour long podcast. I think we just unlocked an achievement. Did we? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to give us an achievement for it. Um, You want to try to get Ian on for the next one of these? Yeah, that'd be. It. I don't know that he'll be back, and I don't. Well, I think know... he'll be. He'll be in Arkansas. He's not moving until I think. Uh... Do they have internet in Arkansas? Yeah. Well, do you have to be on the internet, or can you? Are you just calling in on your phone? Yes, you have to be on the internet. I'm. I'm dumb, but I mean, are you on a computer <laughs> or are you on your phone? Uh, I'm on my computer, but okay. Um, I think we never got the phone thing to work. Uh, I never got my phone to work. Caitlin's worked that one time, but. I, yeah. he's got to have internet at his house. Well, he does, but he has to go and like stand out in his truck in the, you no, know, no, the back acreage to do it, which is fine with me. I don't care where cell, he stands. That's, that's cell phone service, not, not internet. Those are two different things as well. Other than, you know. Yeah. Jeez. I'm, I'm sounding like an old person, aren't I? <laughs> his internet only works in the back of his truck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where his router is. I don't know. Um, yeah we'll just call him while he's at work we'll just make him do it while he's working Uh, I've tried that he doesn't answer and he I don't think he does a lot of work yeah fair but yeah it would be fun to get get on the next one or he'll be back into March so if we uh, shoot for having him in April because I I figure we'll be a couple couple weeks in between so we'll see and we could always uh, call one one of the other bitches in our stable yeah, one of, one of the other you know who would be fun to get on here? 
Who's that? Would be so hyped. Solid. Greg. Greg Sikora. What did you say? That was mean. Did you uh, say so hyped? Yeah. I haven't talked to Sohaib in a hot minute. Uh, I'm Instagram people with him, and he's always posting these really crazy surgeries he's doing, and he's a oral surgeon up in Seattle now. Is his Instagram still a uh, Egyptian dentist? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, well, there's a shout-out. Look up our bud Sohaib. But, yeah, we should yeah. try to get him. Yeah, uh, former as the president. President. We just um, run through all the presidents. We could. Um, yeah, he'd be a super fun, fun one to have on here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a, we, when's president's day? Did we already pass that? I think we did. Uh, yes, we did, but we have many more coming up. It's true. Every day could be president's day. Every day could be president's day. El Jefe day. Okay. Well, I'm going to call this Will Smith's sexy widow's peak. And (laughs) that worked. (laughs) I I will talk to you later. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye.